All right. Hey, I'm walking out of my apartment now. This is welcome to the first episode of this bullshit. Uh, of course, naturally, it's fucking pouring rain while I'm doing this, so uh, hopefully that provides a pleasing, almost ASMR type background as I. I don't even know. Talk to myself? Yeah. <clears throat> Alright. Welcome. I said that already. Welcome again. Okay. My name's Ned Arnold. I'm gonna try to find a way to get to Central Park without drowning. Cause it's... Holy shit, I didn't even notice. It's pouring out. Like, this isn't... This is crazy. Like, I'm gonna get soaked. Okay. Well, I'm walking around the Upper East Side. Well, technically, I'm in East Harlem. About to cross into the Upper East. Uh, so that's good, I think. Yeah, let me take, let me take a while. going here. Yeah, as I said before, it's pouring rain. Which I don't think I mind right now. Uh, we'll see how I last after a minute or two. Should I get an umbrella? I might want to, I might think about an umbrella here. I've got a cloth hoodie, a fairly thick, well-insulated, waterproof jacket, but no actual hood on that uh, puppy. I almost said John, but I said I went for the whitest version of that. Uh, so I don't know. I might get a fucking umbrella. That might be a good idea. Here, we're not going to pause it. If, that, if necessary, if this is boring, we'll just edit it out. And besides, I'm just literally just talking to myself anyway, so it does not matter at all. <sighs> Which is a good thing that I should probably keep in mind. That none of this matters. <clears throat> I need food, shelter. It's such an easy thing to say. It's like, oh, nothing matters. But I think things do matter to Like, I... The thing is, things matter. You know, because like, we're not born. Or we are born. We're born kind of wanting to do the shit that we want to do. So there's no... God damn, it's raining hard. This is insane. I might need to do this. This might need to be the... Hang out in a small cafe, drinking some coffee. And talking to myself instead podcast. Because this is great. I mean, it's pouring. It's raining harder than I've ever had it rain before. Well, at least I'm not going to run into anybody I know. Hey, aren't you that that spouse abuser? I almost said wife abuser, but thankfully we didn't tie the knot. Ugh. Hey, aren't you that spouse abuser? As you can tell, I'm completely over that relationship and everything that happened in Philly, and I won't even, I don't even think I'm going to bring it up. I think during the course of this podcast, I'm never going to bring it up to you, the listener, which is probably, I mean, given this is the first episode, I'll be honest. Seems like it could be about five people. It could be. There's not really a high chance of an outside party listening to it. In fact, if I had any government secrets, I think I would do well to say them here with the knowledge that there's no chance anybody would hear them. But you never know. I could say something racist, and this could be front page on the New York Times tomorrow. Well, it's going too far. Okay, got the umbrella. Still pouring rain out. Glasses are all muggy. Walking around my apartment looking for the goddamn 
headphones. I bought a pair of headphones. You know, just cheap Apple headphones. I bought them at, you should see, the Upper East Side Apple Store, by the way. It's in a bank. So you, I mean, you really feel, uh, <laughs> you really feel some weird sensation when you're just waiting in there for a pair of $20 headphones. Which, first off, I was scared because I went to the wire dance. I'm not getting AirPods, not yet at least. But uh, I went in there, and they didn't have them hanging up. And it immediately struck me. It's like, oh, my God, I'm in the only Apple store that's too rich to buy, to carry or stock wired headphones. They've gone a whole wireless. So, but, you know, talked to a nice young man. So some headphones pretty quickly, in fact. He told me to go and wait, and I was like, oh, it turns out he did actually get them to me with speed. Okay. I'm back out. I got to get in the car. I got to have things. I'm going to go. I'm just check that. I'm just looking things recording. Things are weird. Experience. Here we go. Still going. We're good. This is still going. Uh, it's good as I expect it to be. When it's... Even when I'm in my goddamn... Even when I'm in my goddamn... Um, even when it's in my jacket. Oh, boy. Well, this is the inaugural episode, so it makes sense that it would be under less than ideal circumstances. But we'll just keep it going. It's only an hour. Yeah, I've been crying. I've been off my antidepressants, so I've been crying. Crying a hell of a lot. Over everything. Doesn't matter. I've been crying over... Out of my dad dying, the fact that my comedy career is, in all logic, probably over before it ever really got started. I mean, fuck, it's only a matter of time before I'm found out as a guy who got beaten up by his girlfriend, which, I mean, I think I could sell being an edgy bad boy uh, who used to hit uh, one of his lovers. I think in this era of comedy, people are fucked up enough that like, they could vibe with that. A small contingent. At least. But um, getting beaten up by a girlfriend, that seems like the sort of thing. I mean, nobody's going to respect that guy. <laughs> nobody's going to go for the guy who's like, oh, repeatedly. It's not even like cowering. I just had slow reflexes. I couldn't, and, uh, I mean, it stinks. But, you know, it happens. So, yeah. I've been off my antidepressants, so I've been... Crying and tearing up over nearly anything that happens to me. It's been every, it's been everything. Uh, I've been crying at the loveliness of the my girlfriend Rachel's black family and her chief black too. It's not like we, and uh, <laughs> uh, I'm crying about them. I'm crying about the Lizzo documentary we watched, which that was really emotional. I mean, and then I texted my friend, uh, Tanya, who, shout out to Tanya, she's a very accomplished sketch performer and writer. Sketch writer, I guess, mostly. Whatever. Very good. And she was like, and she's also a black woman. So she was like, I was like, oh my god, Lizzo had to struggle so much just to make it in this cold world. And she was like, I think she's doing fine, man. 
I don't think you have to shed a tear over her. And I'm like, but she was so fat and black and nobody wanted to sign her. It's like, she's good. Queen Latifah probably did a lot more for her than... I mean, granted, she's the first one to, like, try to be sexy and be fat and black, but, you know, whatever. Uh, so I cried over that. It is a sad... It's a sad documentary. If you want... I mean, it's not sad. It's triumphant, in a way. Lizzo struggled and uh, grinded and moved cities and switched towns and, you know, just kept expanding her repertoire as a musician for years. But her, she finally hit with that one song and the other one. I should say that I only know, like, four... Even after watching this documentary, I only know, like, four Lizzo songs max, so... I'm not, like, a Lizzo expert. I plan to be. Don't get me wrong. Because now she's fascinating to me. But she's, uh... It's, a, it's not a sad documentary. Yeah, okay, that's it. It's not a sad documentary. It's triumphant. But there's just... I mean, people are so mean to this woman. And I remember the worst thing, at one point, they say to her... God damn, it's a deep puddle. Okay. At one point, they said to her, like, this is when the backlash, I think the first backlash started, probably late 2019, right before the pandemic. And the first backlash was, Lizzo makes music for white people. And when some news reporter on the dock said that, I was, I gasped. I was like, oh my God, that's the worst thing you could say. And, uh, yeah. <clears throat> it is the worst thing you could say about this. She makes music for white people. It's like a very brutal uh, statement, which my girlfriend was also very upset that I kept crying. Not upset, she was, you know, uh, what's the word? concerned. That's right. She was like, genuinely like, what the fuck? <laughs> I think she, I think she was kind of happy about it. Not that I was crying, but that I had a, you know, a heart of some form and was able to empathize with this woman who, aside from the fact that we're both, uh, some sort of entertainers have nothing in common. Aside from the fact that we're both American entertainers who... <laughs> I can't even think of a third thing. But, um... So I think she was happy. God damn, this puddles are deep. This is a terrible day to go out and do this. I mean, Jesus. And here I am at George Washington Carver Houses, which, you know, I think that's a project. I'm ready. Actually, I think we're just at affordable housing right now. I don't think we're in project territory. This looks, it just looks like a place for people to, you know, raise a family and chill. I live next door to Lexington House housing. And then this is, I don't know, this is George Washington Carter. So, uh, yeah, let's move on. <laughs> I hope this is working. I mean, fuck. I'm sure people are probably looking at me like I'm insane, but thankfully it's still pretty pouring rain out, so nobody's really got anything to say. Or there's nobody really out. There's no one really out on the streets to say it, rather. Uh, so that's going well. I don't know. I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. Mm, this is going to be a long one. Oh, hey, this is the first one, so what are you going to do? And no, I don't have topics. That's for the week. Right now, the only thing really on my mind is trying to decide, uh, you know, trying to find love. 
trying to find. At the very least, someone I can tolerate. Because I swear, I, the only one who hasn't annoyed me yet is the one who we don't share a primary language, and we've probably seen each other in person three, four, or five times, maybe. So, that's... I don't know if that's a good sign. Everyone else just lays on me. I mean, the one girl, Rachel, that's Rachel. I was talking earlier about my grievances with her. I think I came to the solution that she uh, is on her way out. Or she's happy about it, honestly. Hold on, it's like and also interesting. Can you guys hear that? I wonder. Oh yeah, I'm definitely breaking up with my girlfriend, Rachel. And I'm not kidding, Rachel. We're through. It'd be so crazy to break up with someone on a podcast. Not like without them even being in the same room, just like setting it, putting it on Spotify, being like, "You need to listen." Oh my God, why don't you support my art? Then hiring. <laughs> Listening to it and finding out, like, oh, he dumped me halfway through episode one. Half. That's a. That's a fucking. What do you call it when a thing is like a uh, proclamation? But also in the sense that, like, yeah, we have 13 minutes, 45 left to go. <sighs> I'll be honest, I'm already tired. I didn't realize how exhausting it was to walk and to talk. I thought you could just. You know, I thought it was a young man, relatively healthy. Boy, these are some nice fucking... That is a nice fucking tree. Man, I really like that. Where am I? I think I'm between Park Ave and... No, I think I'm on... Yeah. I think I'm right by the park. Yeah, this is Museum Mile, Fifth Ave. So, yeah, I'm right there. Park goes to park now. There's a dog. That is nice. Nice coat. It's one of those golden retrievers. But a little bit long hair. Seems like different in countenance than a golden retriever. Which, it's been explained to me before, is the most hated of all dogs. Due to the fact that white people love them. People love pit bulls and, you know, bulldogs and other kind of ugly looking, underappreciated pets. But... Nobody likes a golden retriever. It's like the mean, popular girl in high school who's like so cheery and happy and everything else. Corgis, even like Irish setters and like border collies and Australian shepherds. They're all like, those are just like smart dogs, like dogs that have a purpose in this world. The golden retriever, as far as I'm concerned, or as I know, is just to play fetch with you and look cute in Target commercials. Those are the only reasons... That fucking thing exists. Ah, tree. <sighs> okay, I'm in Central Park now, so hopefully I'll have more space to rant about dog supremacy. Oh, boy, oh, boy. It's a beautiful view, I gotta say. It's really... I'm really looking forward to one day owning this whole city. <laughs> now that'd be nuts. But speaking of which, I've been watching Succession a lot, and boy, boy, am I glad I'm not that rich. Sometimes I get jealous. Sometimes I get jealous of, like, trust fund kids and rich kids. Because, you know, a lot of them are, like, movie stars and such. Like, you know, as far as I can tell, the best way to be, uh, to become a movie star or an acclaimed actor or whatever is to have some rich parents and then 
have them want you, want the best for you. Like, as long as they're good parents, you can do whatever you want. And, like, I think I have decent parents. I mean, they're not perfect. They did their best. Really, I mean, really, the thing about having parents is, like, you don't know how good a job they did until you're dead. Like, you have no, I have no idea if my parents did a good job. Maybe it worked. Maybe they're laissez-faire. Maybe their parenting choices in general just worked, and they created me, and I'm a good thing. Or maybe I'm a total fuck-up, and there's no point to me even. Because, like, I'm 26 now. I don't know. I have a job in New York. Uh, I live on Manhattan. These are just, like, material status things, but whatever. I'm pretty nice, I'd say. Fairly nice guy, all things considered. Try to be generous. Try not to lie, cheat, or steal too much. Unless it's against, like, you know... Uh, Elon Musk or his many corporations which that is a nice thing about a guy like Elon Musk and a company like Tesla and Boring and even Twitter is that you now have a face to these people that are trying to rip you off so if you like whenever I mean I can't really think of any ways to fuck up Tesla or Twitter but if I just oh my god I'm so kind of I'm so tired. I've been walking for like 20 minutes and talking, and I can't fucking... Oh, okay. Let's keep trying, though. Where was I? Now, I fucked the... Just point out Elon Musk is that it totally... You can picture in your mind... Like, if you were trying to, like, steal from a Tesla dealership, now you can just picture that guy in your mind, and it's totally cool to just be like, man, fuck that guy. Jeff Bezos, Amazon... I mean, every time, I'm sure everybody knows that, honestly, if it's under $20, you can just report it stolen and Amazon will just be like, fair, whatever. Right off the loss. It's cheaper for them to do that. Anyway. But. <laughs> oh, God. I used to have a roommate. I won't say which one, but they used to steal uh, Amazon packages. And uh, I found out about that and I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> Piece of. And I was like, ah, oh, it doesn't even. I think I was being a hard ass on them. Because, like, honestly, totally doesn't. No one's even at fault. Like, they get the thing. The other person gets, you know, has to wait one extra day for their baby's insulin or whatever. No, it's usually an Xbox controller. So I don't think there's anything wrong with um, stealing from Amazon. As long as it's like, eh, well, no, I can't think of, because Amazon, it's just... It's such a big company, it almost seems like... I mean, you could really spin it. In some ways, it's more of a moral imperative to steal from a company that big. Because it's so ludicrously unfair that that exists. And then that one guy has so many trillions of dollars. You'd almost be like, hey man, it's not... like If you're not stealing from Amazon, what the fuck are you doing? I'm trying to fight the good... That's too close to the sort of communist talk that I really like to avoid. Nothing wrong with communism, except the things that are wrong with it, or capitalism, except for, you know, obviously the fact that we're all living in it, which I swear to God, I think that is amazing. If communism did suddenly become the law of the land, I, 50% of the people who are into communism would switch back to capitalism and just continue the rhetoric like nothing changed. I swear to God. My relics inside out for the strength of my convictions. Holy shit!
this is exhausting. I didn't realize this was so hard. It's just walking and talking. But it is walking and talking, like, non-stop. So, okay, clearly, I'm going to have to get in shape. That's one of the things that's going to have to happen if I'm going to keep doing this shit. Uh, but, yeah, let me talk to you about this podcast for a second. I don't know exactly what it's going to be. I don't know how long it's supposed to be. I imagine it's going to be about an hour every week, every few days. I was toying with the idea of just being like, okay, I'll record every day for an hour, and then whichever one is the best one that week, I'll release that one. But I don't know. Talking to yourself is weird. It's, I mean, it's the definition of the word lonely. It's like mimicking uh, some kind of emotional connection. It's just inventing it. Like, this is one step away from having an imaginary friend. That'd be so funny. That'd be such a, that's such a great, talk about great podcast, I guess. That's a great, I just, me and all my boys from, God, I wish I had imaginary friends. Fuck. Just me and like, hey, I'm thinking differently. It's like, and here I'm joined with, the dictator. Or whatever, I don't know why. <laughs> I don't know why one of my imaginary friends is like some kind of uh, TV wrestling gimmick. The dictator. One's just baby talk. And then there's me, the guy, Ned, who is uh, ostensibly the star of this show and is keeping this whole thing rolling. Because uh, you'd think it'd be easy to house a couple of imaginary friends, but boy, are they greedy. Feels like every other day they're hitting up my mom for money, saying, well, which I think means like, those Jews stole my, whatever. <sighs> that is funny to have like an imaginary friend who speaks only like, it's <laughs> reactive as if it's saying the most vile, most hateful slurs. It's like, oh my God. Timmy Winnie, you cannot say that, okay? Fuck. Jesus, on a fucking mountain. <sighs> the woman I'm talking to is so upset when she's forced to listen to this for an hour. <laughs> I don't know how anyone listens to I mean, God, ha, 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 damn. I don't know how Bill Bird does it. I don't know how anyone listens to that podcast. I mean, I get it. He's famous. And also, it's just like, you can just put it on his background. Like, And also, I don't think anyone, the people who probably started listening to that podcast have probably by now died out or like gotten on with their, like, he's been doing that thing for about 20 years, I suppose, or whatever. But this is what happens when you work hard, I guess. You just keep doing it, and eventually, you die. And you're surrounded by slightly nicer things than when you start. And everybody goes, man, he really, whew, he lived a good life. He had a, he was born to a 30-inch flat screen. Now it's a 65-inch. Ah, holy shit. He lives in New York. From New Jersey. Which, uh, people like to, don't get me wrong, people like to shit on New Jersey. But, like, New Jersey is way cooler than New York will ever be. New York's got all this beautiful stuff, and it's so magical and blah, blah, blah. But New York is filled with two things. Rich, entitled people, and, like, lame, poor people who think they're going to make it. Those are the two types of people who live in New York. You're either, you've already made it, and so you hate everything, and you're so like, man, this city, I look out on these beautiful skyscrapers gleaming, and I just see 
ugh, I'm filled with disgust and ennui. Or you're like, hey man, I'm gonna make it. One day I'm gonna be on the top floor of a penthouse that's six inches wide. Wow! I did see, they're putting up the needle skyscrapers. I think I can see it over there. It's right on Billionaire's Row, which will be, don't get me wrong, that will be the area for a future walk. I would love to walk by Jeffrey Epstein's house recording a podcast. It seems as though it's almost uh, <laughs> necessary for my existence. It's very true to form. <clears throat> but yeah, so those are, two, those are the two types of people who live in New York. It's like people are like, oh my god, I can't believe this person didn't even know which kind of sake I like. Or, oh my god, I can't believe I'm serving this guy sake and I met uh, Terrence Howard. What an amazing... <laughs> Uh, um, I don't have any material that I want to work on. I mostly just spend most of my time thinking about white people, uh, which is, you know, that's ups and downs. It's a little bit navel-gazy because I'm white, but, uh, and I'm very, like, I'm part of the group. Don't get me wrong. I'm not like a wigger. I'm not any type of, like, race traitor. Far from it. Believe me. I just... Here's the thing, is I think in another hundred years, people are going to be like, yeah, you know, white people are just, they're just people. And uh, it turns out black billionaires were fucking us over just as hard. So what are you going to do, you know? Boy, that's going to be a tough one for, because I mean, Oprah is the black billionaire. Is she a billionaire? I don't even know. I guess she's, she's, okay, well, she's certainly rich enough to be, you know have an effect on the world. And that's what we're talking here. But, um, Oprah. feels like it was very big in the double zeros for white women to love Oprah. And now we've all kind of tired of the woman. Which is fine. I mean, it's just the way things go. You can't always be the most popular man on the street. Right, I think I'm almost on the other side of Central Park now. So I'll keep walking deeper into it. Uh, I'm in the... No, I'm in the North Meadow. So, make of that what you will. If you... <laughs> this is like a guided tour, but for an idiot. Like a moron, just with no... Going off on tangents, stoned. I had a friend who used to be, like, a history tour guide for Philly. And, like, boy, that kid was such a fucking idiot. I can't imagine how those went. And he was such a, like... I can imagine him getting many facts wrong... And then them being like, hey, uh, I don't think you, I don't think this is actually where Ben Franklin grew up. And he's like, listen, buddy, who's the one getting paid 18 bucks here? <laughs> An hour. History, whatever. Man, I thought, I bet he thought he was so good at that job. I bet he thought he was amazing. Let me tell you something about this fella. He was not amazing at it. <laughs> I can tell you that right now. I bet he got people lost multiple times it's so funny <sighs> okay and this is going to be the real bane of this podcast existence stairs and steep inclines because i mean you can hear me now i'm already like pretty out of breath but i'm going up these stairs and i'm going up these ones too and there's only more in the weights only more in the wings so fuck me <sighs> yeah, I've been watching Succession, been devouring the show, and as I said earlier, I'm so glad I'm not that rich. That seems like 
misery. I mean, look, it'd be one thing if you were, like, Oprah's kid. That's bringing it back to her, but it'd be one thing if you were Oprah's kid and, like, people liked you. But, like, being Rupert Murdoch's son, or any of these fucking, I mean, Twitter's son, Elon Musk's kid, whatever, it just seems like hell. Living hell. You can't enjoy anything. You tasted champagne and lobster when you were six. And you're bored by it. There's no... Every day is a fucking party. Every day. Each day. A bigger party than the last one. And the only rule is... Is that you cannot fuck things up. And like... I don't know. It's weird. Because like plenty of... I mean there's plenty of like acclaimed... Respected... Very much like movie stars who... People would go like... Oh that's a fine actor. He reveals the human condition. That's just like... They are just... The sons and daughters of some of the richest people on the planet. I mean, who? Uh, Kristen Stewart? Who everybody hated? Everybody hated... It's so funny, because, like, I remember... I remember very well everybody being like, Kristen Stewart is the worst fucking actor, maybe ever. And now everybody's like, man, she is such a genius. Look at the way she grabbed that sanitary napkin. <laughs> Same thing happened to Keanu Reeves. Acting really is just the most bullshit profession ever. Because cause people can really just go like, no, nah, but he's a nice guy. Let's just give it to him. And it doesn't, I mean... <sighs> Thankfully, I chose the much more objective form of entertainment known as comedy. Where you actually have to make people laugh in order to you know, get across them. Oh, but who knows? I mean, really. <clears throat> So, talking, 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 talking. I think I'm over the 96th Street Tunnel across Central Park. So that's fun. Uh, but yeah, just walking around. It's not that cold out, I gotta say. It's like better than I thought it would be. Uh, true, it was pouring rain, but that seems to have abated. Uh, we're doing pretty well. We're doing pretty well! <sighs> I wish I was a genius at voices. I wish I had, like, this chameleon-like ability to just dissolve into different characters. But unfortunately, I'm just an idiot from New Jersey who sounds exactly like that. Just an idiot, slightly scrawny, straight white man. Just tall enough to not be a short king. Just short enough that everybody's like, man, look at that pipsqueak. Nobody gives me any respect. And maybe it's all in my head, but whatever. <sighs> so yeah, in other words, I'm the most, I'm the unluckiest person on the planet on the face of the earth. <sighs> Fuck, I'm tired. This has been a workout. I, you know, but I, and I don't, I don't want to be too optimistic here, but I'll be honest. I think I had some good moments. I think I had some decent moments where I talked and like sounded good, sounded you know, pretty decently, like, oh, it's having a fun time, but, uh, I'll be honest, I think I need a co-host for this shit, because me talking to myself uh, gets old fast, and, uh, oh my god, Jesus Christ, I'm tired, I don't know what the fuck this is, but I'm exhausted, this is crazy, oh, somebody left flowers. Okay, it's a bench, just for anybody who's not here. Four, 
them for us. Yes. Okay, there's a guy over there, but I don't think anyone's going to mind if I move these flowers. I apologize to whoever these are in memoriam for. Yeah. Oh, they're heavy as hell. In memorial of Dr. Lee Wen Liang, who sounded the alarm on COVID-19. Wow, holy shit. These are some new benches. <laughs> this bench can't be like... I mean, this thing's like two years old at most. Maybe almost three. I, I mean, it's got to be like two, right? I wonder. Okay, so Dr. Lee Wenliang. Fuck, I don't have a gender. I, I mean, I think I could hazard a guess at race, but... <sighs> ethnicity, nationality, but... I don't know if this is a guy or a girl. And oh, presumably, whoever they were, they were loved enough to get flowers given to them a full two years after their presumable demise. That, that's nice. Yeah. I'm at a I'm at Central Park. It looks like it's where are we? Alright, that's Central Park. West so this is, well, whatever. You guys can probably figure it out on your own. But suffice it to say, I'm at uh, a memorial bench for the first person to sound the alarm on COVID, whatever that means. Let's see who's next to them. Uh, COVID section of the benches. In loving memory of Shaw and Victoria Bahari. Kami an email. All right, that tells me nothing. Rich Saudis, I presume. And the next bench, let's see here. This one says, uh, in memory of Lot and Andy Albeck, whose love of life was matched only by their love of New York City. The Albecks, all right, fuck them. <laughs> fuck those people. <laughs> Eric Mitchell Berigitti, 18-5-1998. Jesus, younger than me. Died 2-1-2020 to infinity. Which, okay, that's pretty bold. Eric Mitchell, you're a Where he died? <sighs> well, he gets a bench, at least. So, probably had a better life than me while he was alive. I don't think anybody in my family's giving me a bench on Central Park. Ugh. Shit changes dramatically. Joseph and Beat Sirota Gordon, 1919 to 2012, married 1948 to 2012 when their marriage as well as their lives both ended. And uh, Sirota seemed to be married, or Beat, Beat, was born in 1923 until 2012. So, was that 90s? 90s or 80s? Uh, old. These were old people. It is not a surprise that their name is on a bench. Peerless parents and grandparents... They sat here, here, on this bench, and laughed in eight languages. Okay, brag, why don't you? God. <sighs> Fuck these people. No offense. Uh, rest in peace and power to, to whoever it applies to. This one just says, Gene and John Corey, they finally got it right. What'd they get right? Dying? What? Uh, <sighs> this is not going well. Oh. Uh, 
All right. This is what everybody knows. This is like one row. I'm not going to do this to every single bench in Central Park, although I could. Uh, make sure this thing is still recording. Hello? Hello, 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 hello. Hello. Here, hold on. All right. Uh, where were we? Uh, hold on. Let me just um, make sure everybody can hear me. Okay, good. I just had to do a check because I didn't want to miss out on this gold, Jerry. Uh, what the fuck? Um, <laughs> sketch. What the fuck does it say? Okay. Uh, yeah, sketch here with Jim Victorine, who knew himself, family, and the park through making art. November 19th, 1947, May 20th, 2020. Cause of death? Probably COVID. Just gonna say it. Hello. Hurry up. This one just says, Fran and Irwin's now and forever. This is the only one that claimed ownership of the bench. Which, uh, good for them, I guess. <sighs> Happy to be of help. Okay. So the bench thing, that was cool. Good couple moments. Uh, boy, I'm happy that it rained so hard. Oh, look, this woman is taking those flowers. Oh, she's doing the whole same detective thing I did. Interesting. Yeah, there's a woman... Okay, just for the people who can't see this, which is everybody. A woman just fucking grabbed those flowers from Lee Wen Liang, or whatever the fuck her name was. Totally jack... That's so fucking funny. <laughs> that woman, a woman in a pink coat walking a dog, just stole flowers from the person who saved us all from COVID. <laughs> Uh, sorry, Wen Li Dang, but if you really wanted to sound the alarm on COVID, you should have survived it. God damn. Cruel world. Ah, well. It happens. Where the hell am I going anyway? Am I going south? I don't even know. It really is a beautiful park, I gotta say. Uh, <laughs> solitude. That's what I'm all about now. I don't think I'm gonna talk to anyone aside from these recordings. Just send these out every week, and my family and friends can peer through my mind with the use of these. I hope the quality's good. How come this fucking light isn't on? There's a bunch of light poles. All the rest are on. What's up with this piece of shit? Hey! Hey, why don't you turn on and do your job, buddy? Fucking light pole in Central Park. Lazy. Look at all your friends. They're all on. What's that, tape around you? Have you been marked already? Shit, I can't believe that woman... Yeah, she's walking away with the flowers. <laughs> I mean, I guess that's what you do. Uh, I don't want to judge her too harsh, but... It's not like Wen Liang is going to get much use out of him. He's already got that bench. It's crazy. I just looked at a bunch of people. Like, it's... I mean, okay. So for those who haven't been in New York City or just don't know what the fuck I'm talking about, uh, in Central Park... You always see, you know, there's benches everywhere if you want to sit or what have you. And uh, sometimes, not all of them, but some of the benches have little plaques on them that say something like, oh, I don't know, 
my dearest, I mean, I just read out eight of them, so you get the point. Uh, they're memorial benches. So your ass could be planted in the seat of someone who, presumably that might be for some of those people, the last thing that they ever leave on this earth. I mean, I don't know. I wonder when those started. I wonder where, like, the oldest benches. This is something i got to find out more about. Now I'm walking towards this amazing-looking tree. It looks like a boa boa tree, but, like, real tall. Wild. And here there's a, what looks like an easy pass violation certificate. No, it says COVID-19 ID test card. This is a COVID test in the park. I think I'll go leave that on Wen Liang's bench. Oh, fuck. Yeah, I wouldn't mind a bench. I'll be honest. When I finally fucking kick the bucket. If anyone's listening to this who can make this happen, I get me a bench, please. I would much appreciate that. All right, now I'm walking on some slippery rocks. So you might, the next 10 seconds of this podcast might be me falling on my ass brutally. So just get ready for that exciting development. It seems like I'm good. <clears throat> yeah. And look, I don't want to belabor the point, being that I'm from Jersey and immensely competitive. Central Park is beautiful. Just the fact that it's a way to see all the tallest, prettiest buildings near a fucking tree is amazing enough. I just spat for anyone who's... And just keep in mind, that will be a part of this podcast. I would make a lot of these walks alone, and I like to spit. feels good. I'm so sad that COVID took spitting from us. I think it's really a terrible thing. The fact that COVID took spitting... I mean... You can still do it, like, in someone's mouth during sex, but just in public? What does it say? Ophelia's Bench Solstice 2015. If it was anything but 2015, that would be cool. Are these all Solstice Bench? Every single one of these says Solstice on them. Except for Raymond Riley and Jonathan Axelrod. Together always. Shout out to those two gay men who just a mere hundred years ago would be put in a jail for their crimes <laughs> and now have their own bench in Central Park. Boy, oh boy, is that really something. Man, man, oh man. Nothing like a bench. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, I love a good bench. <sighs> And you know what's good about these benches is that unlike every other inch of the city where anti-homeless architecture has replaced uh, the, the separate use for race colored drinking fountains. Drinking fountains aren't colored, but the people who are drinking from them might be. All right, we're going to have to strike that from the record. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, anti-homeless architecture has replaced... Um, segregated drinking fountains as the most unfair thing in public utilities. None of these benches have like those uh, weird armrests on them and make it so you can't lay out. I can take a nap on any of these guys. Under the watchful eye of, let's see, who's this? Lori and Isabella. An extraordinary woman, a worthy hound. All right, I thought that was gay, but apparently that's a woman and her dog. Thought it was two lesbians. Plot twist, the last word, hound. A woman and her dog get her own bench. 
In Central Park, no less. Which this can't, I mean, so these benches, I imagine they're expensive. And I'm going to look this up later, but I would venture to guess that there are tiers. And, like, you, if you really, you can get a nice bench. There's definitely people who have been pissed off because their relatives got them a shitty bench. Like, I don't want to have a bench on the east side. I never even went there. By the grotto. I wish I knew Central Park well enough to, like, reference which parts are distasteful. Which, like, there must be a ghetto. I mean, if you're, like, an old New Yorker, like, one of them Dutch people who've been there a hundred years and whose money is all tied up in the color blue, as Chris Rock would say, you gotta have, like... I mean, people love to, like, make a hierarchy of things. If you lived in New York your whole life and know Central Park very well, there must be parts of it where you're like, yeah, that's the shitty part. <laughs> Which I can't picture, but, like, God... I mean, how there's gotta be, right? Alright, now we're coming to one of the more beautiful parts of the area. That big fucking lake. I think is named after Jackie Onassis. Who, aside from reacting from her president, from her husband getting shot in the head next to him, uh, also had the leftist lake. It's pretty, I gotta say. I hope that for some people, not me, of course, I'm too cool for that, but I hope that for some people listening to this podcast is in some way a meditative experience. Because I really am just wandering around, talking shit, hanging out on a bench, or wandering around Central Park, looking at the various benches. And it's big. Central Park is big, so like I can wander around this bitch for like, I mean, I could probably do a week straight of just Central Park before I started to get, like, repeat benches. <laughs> There's some ducks. Duckies, as some would say. They're very cute. Yeah, I like the look of those ducks. Being a duck's gotta be nice, right? Like, you got a family. You guys all fly in a cool V. That's how tight you all are. And you just, you get to travel. You get to travel. I mean, it's pretty... It's pretty much the same travel every time, but, you know, you, at least it's a change of pace. Always live where it's warm, usually. Although these ducks are... What are you ducks doing out here? It's cold! You guys got a Van Moose to the south. Go to the south part of Central Park. Yeah, they hear me. They hear me and they're listening. Oh, I got pee. All right, we'll wrap this up soon. Um... Yeah, being a duck must be fun. Must have a lot of good moments. Stork. Oh, yeah. Oh, that reminds me. Okay, so I was at Thanksgiving with um, my uh, girlfriend, Rachel, and her whole family and stuff. And that was nice. Uh, her brother, Dave, is a bit of a character. <laughs> In white families, he would just be considered... Just a normal, underachieving younger brother. But because it's a black family, I think he's considered, like, insane. He's a bit of a Kanye West of the family. He repeatedly said that he was a genius uh, <laughs> while we were at dinner. Which remind And then he tried to tell this long story about a fox and a stork. They were, like, hanging out in each other's houses or whatever. And the stork uh, offered a vase to the fox 
with water in it for drinking out of, and the fox could not reach it because uh, he only has a little bitty tongue. And the stork is a dickhead, so he didn't care. But then the next time that the fox had the stork over to his house, which they do, you know, uh, the fox was like, <laughs> the fox brought out a vase for the stork and a little bowl for himself so they could both drink. Whatever, I, I'm fucking up the story. But anyway, at one point I went like, God, the stork was probably like, man, I got this baby I gotta deliver. Fox, can you just get me some water? Whatever, it went over good there. God, you know how hard it is to make <laughs> a 92-year-old woman, a 92-year-old black woman laugh on Thanksgiving when you're the white boyfriend of her black granddaughter? It's pretty easy, honestly. It turns out she likes you, and they're all really nice people. But still, maybe this is just in my head, but I did feel an intense, <laughs> an intense bit of <clears throat> strong disapproval from them. Yeah, benches. Wow. Wowie, wowie, benches. <sighs> so yeah, now I'm on the... I didn't read out the... God, that's another thing about Central Park. Every inch of this fucking place is some kind of memorial for somebody who died. Right now I'm on the... I don't know the names. I think it's Fred and Grace Shulman uh, Memorial Running Track, which presumably they were joggers. I'm running around on here. Uh, handsome white man just jogged past on cue. He's doing well. He's got hair like a pencil eraser. He kind of looks like... Who's that guy from Street Fighter, the blonde guy? I ask as though someone will answer me. Whatever, he looks like that guy. The lieutenant, or the sergeant, whatever. But yeah, he's making a good pace. He's avoiding the puddles, which I find smart of him. It's good, like, uh, quick reflex training. I remember when I was a kid, uh, I, as all 11-year-olds do, I looked up on the internet, like, how to be a ninja. And uh, all this stuff was like, I loved it. <laughs> it's so great to be a... Uh, it does feel like capitalism has stolen a little bit more from kids every day. Because I think when I was a kid, I didn't care about making money. I didn't know how to monetize my weird interests. I just wanted to have, I just wanted to be a ninja. I wanted to throw throwing stars and lurk on top of rooftops with raised corners. But anyway, I, uh, when I was a kid, I was very big into being a ninja. And so I looked up. Like how to train, you know? Because that's the cool thing about being a ninja, is that they're all very well trained. If you were just like a ninja who just like got the job because your dad was a ninja, that would kind of suck. Because you'd be like a shitty, be a very loud ninja. But anyway, I looked up how to train on the internet. There was like a wiki how, like how to be a ninja. That's another thing. Being a ninja was big. In like 2006, being a ninja was like on most people's minds. I think the presidential debates were about that. How more people in this grand country can become ninjas. <sighs> and parkour, that was another thing. I remember early YouTube, early, early, early YouTube was all just parkour. And they were all called, like, American Ninja or whatever. Indoor, urban ninja, urban ninja, that was it. Urban ninja was huge. I'm sure so many people lost their lives trying to replicate those videos. <laughs> um, but anyway, so I looked up how to train. And the way they suggested was to train your reflexes, you should run through the woods, but not on the path. You should run through, like, the woods part of the woods. 
and like avoid, you know, the various sticks and brambles and trees that'll leap out at you. And that'll be a good way to like practice your speed and also your quick reflexes. And so I did that, and like I jo- started jogging like through and like kind of skipping through the woods. And then I was like, let me pick it up a little here. And I started sprinting, and immediately I slammed into a tree. <laughs> I, like, I slammed into a fucking tree. It was crazy. I should probably do that now, honestly. That'd be good. <sighs> just start sprinting. You just This podcast could very quickly just become my heavy breathing if I didn't have the good sense to stay out of shape. So, yeah, no running. There will never be any need for me to run. On this podcast, unless I'm being chased, which could be a very interesting, I, who knows, maybe I'll start shoplifting for fun, just to like add a little bit of zazz to the pod. Alright, I'm getting off the fucking running track. Uh, where am I? Where the fuck am I? Okay, so, that's the north, okay, that's probably the north. Maybe that's the north. Maybe that's the east. I gotta look up the. I gotta figure out where the fuck I am. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Uh, all right, about fifty-three twenty. So, you know, honestly, uh, let me look up where I am, and then we'll see if I want to keep doing this bullshit anymore. All right, I am still recording, so that's good. That's another thing I have to figure out. What am I gonna am I gonna animate this shit? What am I gonna do here? Alright, so Yeah, that's what I thought. Jewish Museum. Okay, so I'll get off here. Ooh, check out Belvedere Cats. That's a good idea. Alright. Uh we'll make it to Belvedere Castle and then I'll probably hang up the podcasting whatever we'll call it. The headphones. Or the mic. Or the headphones with the built in mic. Going. The road, I take the road more traveled because I'm trying to get the fuck out of here. Who that Robert Frost fellow was, but he certainly never podcasted. I'll tell you that much. Oh, what the fuck? What fresh hell is this? Oh, how do I get across this shit? This is a transverse? There's a rooftop. There's a bunch of bullshit. Hmm. Well, at least I'm at the moment. I'll give myself that much credit. Uh, gotta keep on fighting depression. Or whatever I'm doing. I guess this is just... This is really more for me, you know? Like, I don't really find any need to do anything but just hang out, walk and talk, have a conversation. You know, that sort of thing. I don't exactly have any preconceived notions when I'm hanging out. But, uh, let me see here. NYPD security camera. There's a little thing. Yeah. I can just cross the road here. This way. Is this Belvedere Castle? Is this the fucking bullshit? Okay, this shit is. Seems like it's more. Taking me down. <sighs> Alright, I'm disappointed by how much this podcast is literally just turning into me being lost. But it's hard not to feel lost in Central Park when you're walking past a fucking parking lot. 
And yeah, this is what this is. This is a filling station and parking lot. There's all the little parts, trucks. Ominous green and white pants. You know, when they're kidnapping. Imagine kidnapping those big numbers and such. It seems like the sort of thing that could only get better. Huh. Well, if nothing else, I managed to pick up a COVID test. I just held that in my pocket, so. I mean, this is a net positive for me. And I presume eventually I'll make it to Belvedere Castle. I am the with the golden hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alright. No singing. That's not a lot. Puddles is it. God, it's such an immersive experience. It's almost like real life. Huh. Yeah, I'm walking by. This is a Central Park precinct. And this is Detective Stephen D. McDonald Way. Another dead guy, I presume. Boy, this whole thing is just a giant fucking cemetery with more trees. And benches instead of... That would be nice, actually. If cemeteries... More cemeteries should be like Central Park. And just instead of tombstones, it should just be a bench. Because, like, that's always the thing. That's why I don't visit gravestones. There's nowhere to sit. You just got to kind of hang out in front of it and weep and do your business there. I would love a bench instead of a grave. I think I'm even going to take care to tell my ancestors that. No fucking tombstone. Bench. Make sure. Hello. Uh, okay. I just stopped in front of something, and it's got a little thing that says, Hello, my name is... There's a little sticker on it. It says, Hello, my name is... And it says, Fear is not a virtue. Okay, dog. What kind of name is that? What is that, fucking Chinese or something? Bullshit. Hello, my name is Fear is not a virtue. That's not your name, okay? Jeez. <sighs> There's a lot of cars. I don't know if you're hearing that, but a lot of cars. A whole bus and like four cars passing by. So, uh, hopefully, that sounded very cool. Yeah, this is starting to remind me. You know, before I was like, oh, it's a beautiful oasis of New York. Now it's just starting to remind me of Jersey. I'm walking along the side of a street. <laughs> and it doesn't seem like it was particularly thought out uh, for human beings to travel. That said, this is fucking. Is an actual sidewalk here, not just a painted line where you're not supposed to be. And I spent more of my life than I'd like to consider just walking inside painted lines hoping cars don't hit me. That happens. That's what Jersey's like. Jersey is everything wrong with the country. And it's a great, it's probably the best state, definitely a top three or four state to live, you know, to live and to do stuff. California, and then Jersey. Like, I mean, New York, I was going to say New York, but like, no. Living anywhere other than even, like, just a mile away from Manhattan, it gets, it turns to shit immediately. Everywhere outside of New York City is shit in New York City. So really, Jersey's the only place where, like, and I mean, this isn't true everywhere in there, but like, generally speaking, it's near shit, like you can drive anywhere if you want to have a good time. Uh, you can, for the most part, find a good neighbor. I mean, there's no state, no state 
exists that has any kind of public transportation where you can get across the whole state easily and fluidly. It just is not a thing. So, Jersey's probably, in terms of infrastructure, and yeah, there's too many highways and there's all that shit, but like, generally speaking, and yes, you're going to need a car. Oh, and by the way, I made a tunnel. Fucking guy with a vanity license plate that says Max 2 NY just revved his engine near me. So, just so you know, guys, we just were visited by someone cool. But yeah, Jersey's probably top three states, but even so, it sucks. I mean, it's just living in America sucks. Generally speaking, that's why everybody, I mean, all the foreigners in America do not live anywhere but New York City. Like, there's nowhere else to go. You could be, I mean, granted, you can, like, set up shop in some humble town on the outskirts of this country and, like, live a pretty decent life, all things considered. But, I mean, fuck, if you want, like, anything approaching the European level of comfort, or even the goddamn South American, you're gonna have to stay in New York City. There's nowhere else to go. You wanna be able to wash places, you want to be able to, like, get food when you want. You want to be able to experience, like, art and culture. This is sounding a lot like I'm part of the goddamn tourism board. So let me just say, New York City also sucks because it knows how good it is. It, like, it's fully aware that, like, oh, aren't we great? And, like, the amount of people who move here and then try to act like this is their city is infuriating. I've lived next door to this shit burg my entire life. And never once would I dare to be like, oh, man, New York, my city. I'm visiting here. The closest I'll ever get to being a New Yorker is the fact that I love the Mets. And even that, I'm not a baseball, you know, I don't know shit about baseball. I literally, I'm a Mets fan because all my friends were Mets fans growing up, and I like being a Mets fan better than being a fucking Yankees fan and rooting for a Walmart corporation, effectively. These are all points that have been made uh, better by more able people, but I'm going to reiterate. I was watching Moneyball the other day, and I was just like, you know, you watch a movie. I don't know if anybody else does this, but like when I watch a movie, I like really get into it. Like I start like walking around, like imagining myself in the movie, and I'm like, I'm like striding around now in my office, like on a mission, having some kind of goal. And I wondered if people were like, man, he's walking very Brad Pittly right now. He's got a very Brad Pitt style to his walk. It's like I'm just you know, see him. Oh, God damn. This is a long walk to nowhere. Where do they keep these things? So fucking tight. You have a dog and you just get paid something else to walk it. It's like, what is the point of living life if it's just going to be like that all the time? You have a dog and it doesn't... You have a dog and you don't even walk it. You just pay someone else. I mean, it's like... It's worse than having a kid. Because, like, a kid is annoying. That's just a fact of having a kid. You're going to want someone to take the strain off. But, like, no one divorces because of a shitty dog, you know? So, like, how fucked up is your life that you're like, I got to go to this job so I have money so I can send money back to the dog walker so they can walk the dog because I'm too busy working to walk the dog. It's like, bro, just quit your job and walk your dog. What are you doing? 
live off the state. Alright, where the fuck is Belvedere Castle? I'm really starting to... Ow, I didn't even... Temple of Dendor. What the fuck? Alright, heading towards the Great Lawn. Hopefully. And the Great Lawn basketball courts. Which I didn't know where. I mean, I know about, like, Rucker Park and shit, but... I never heard of the Great Lawn basketball courts. Alright. We'll keep this going until I reach that goddamn castle. And then we'll say goodnight for the night. Boy, boy. <sighs> well, I'll say this. It's been exercise. <clears throat> which I need. Up at 2.30 p.m. No. Actually, witchiness afoot. Witchiness alert. Fucking... Shut off the podcast now if you don't want to hear about some pagan shit. I woke up today at 2.22 p.m. Whoa! Crazy! I think the universe wants to fuck me. Woo! <sighs> yeah. Imagine. Imagine God sends you a sign. It's just like, yo, what you doing? <laughs> You up? <laughs> You're like, God, please send me a message. And God just texts you one day, like, hey, you awake? It's like, bro, don't you know? Aren't you aware? He sends it to you at 11.11, just so it's like, oh, man. I guess it's meant to be. Maybe I'm supposed to fuck up. What name? I guess I can still just shout out his name. But still, this is top notch podcast right here. It's what we call in the zone. (laughs) This is not. I'm so tired. I'm fucking exhausted. I can't believe. I thought I was in shape. Every week I get reminded that I'm in terrible shape. This week it's because walking and talking for a rough hour has left me at times gasping for breath, like I'm finishing a marathon. Everybody's like the podcaster on America. I mean, just like jog it and like, you probably wouldn't get a good score. But I mean, maybe. Alright, what is this cut rate? Uh, budget Washington Monument up ahead. If you guys, okay, for those, the listeners, uh, you three people, there's some kind of, uh, looks like, uh, oh, it's an obelisk. It looks exactly like the Washington Monument. It's just tiny. It's like it's about. Six of me, so was that 20, 36 feet high? Maybe a little less. Uh, it's cool, I'm not gonna lie. Wonder what dead person it's in memoriam to. I hope it's not me, baby. <sighs> boy, boy. This is good. It feels like a workout. Feels like I'm getting my sea legs or something. I don't know, I'm getting some material. A bench bit. Bench. Something about a bench. That's a good idea. Alright, let's see. Hold on. Alright. Sorry if you hear any grumbling or, you know. <laughs> but I gotta get up the phone. Alright, let's see here. Um. Oh, fuck, I can't. Okay, oh, this is Cleopatra's Needle. Which I thought was in London, actually. Hold on. Break the boundaries. Climb over the fence. Alright, what does it say? 
the obelisk was erected first at Heliopolis, Egypt, in 1600 BC, so pretty recent. It was moved to Alexandria in 12 BC by the Romans. Those damn Romans hate their pizza. Uh, presented by the Khedivi of Egypt to the city of New York. It was erected here on February 22nd, 1881, through the generosity of William H. Vanderbilt. A uh, tablet plaque by the New York Historical Society, 1940. Yeah, let's hear the real story about this fucking needle, all right? God, the New York Historical Society and their bullshit. This is like a list of... Translation of hieroglyphics. Oh, okay, this is fucking interesting. Oh, man, I hope I don't read these out loud. It's a curse. The horse, strong, bull, son of Ra. The horse, strong, bull, son of Ra. There were dashes. That's why I said it like, I don't know, I'm in a movie or whatever. The king of Upper and Lower Egypt. User Mat Ra, chosen of Ra, he of the two goddesses. Let's be a parents. A protector of Egypt and Kerber of foreign lands, son of Ra. There are dashes between a lot of the descriptions of this man, to which we're, I assume we are meant to think is his uh, name, or like alternate names. So, so far we've got Strong Bull, Son of Ra, uh, Uzer Matra, Chosen of Ra, and Protector of Egypt and Kerber of Foreign Lands, which I, I wouldn't recommend naming a kid that. Ramses, Beloved of Ammon, King Excellent, like Ra, Bunch of dots. Yeah, like, let me see here. One, two, three. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Thirty-six dots. The Lord of the two lands, user Matra, chosen of Ra, son of Ra, Lamzis, beloved of Amun. Uh, the Horus, strong bull, beloved of Ra, the king of upper Isle. I'm so sorry, guys. I'm so sorry that... The ancient Egyptians were boring as shit, because I don't know why I'm reading this out loud. I'm hoping it gets better. I'm hoping there's a curse somewhere on this thing. Uh, Menkepera, he made it as his monument for his father, Atum, lord of Heliopolis, erecting for him two great obelisks whose pyramidions are fine gold. The son of Ra, Thutmos, may he live forever. The Horus, strong, bold, loving truth, the king of upper and lower Egypt, User Matra, chosen of Ra, lord of festivals like his father, Ptah Tatinen, the son of Ra, Ramses, beloved of Amun, veritable god star of the two lands, who is versed in the laws and is worthy in his actions. The lord of the two lands, user Matra, chosen of Ra, the son of Ra, Ramses, okay. That's just a bunch of bullshit about some guy who's dead. Fuck him. But no, Cleopatra's here. This is cool. I gotta say. Yeah, wow. Uh, Alright, Cleopatra's Neal. That was, that concludes our history podcast. Going back to our re- uh, regular podcast in about two seconds. Ugh. I hope and pray to Cleopatra's Needle that <laughs> people listen to this thing. Or actually, they don't need to listen. It's more just the doing of it. It's cool. There's a crab. Holy shit, there's crabs. It's crushing crabs. Yeah, there's a little crab 
Uh, there's un- okay, so the the needle, the obelisk, is on like a raised platform, and there's a bit of stone underneath it. But under where the the stone and the obelisk meet, there's like these statues of crabs being crushed underfoot under obelisk. All right, that's weird. Ah, there's another bench. Wonder who this one's dead guys is for. Uh, in loving memory, William Lampier, husband. Oh, his name's not husband. William Lampier, husband, 1925 to 99. Cecilia Fundrick, mother, 1901 to 1998. John Fendrack, father, 1896, 1944. Jeez. Boy, I bet he wasn't expecting that bench. He's been dead for like probably 50 years before that bench was even a memory. So... That's wild. Whew. Yeah. So that was Cleopatra's Needle, gang. I hope you all enjoyed it, and I hope that I just... I mean, listen, guys, I fully believe in witchcraft. I hope to fuck that that just unleashed some sort of good into the universe for me. Because I would like to have all my earthly desires fulfilled. I don't get these people who are like, nah, it's just the root of your suffering. It's like, nah, I'm pretty sure I'd be happy. I'm pretty sure. Buddhism? I don't get it, dog. Ugh. Okay, I see the castle in the distance, which means this podcast is almost over. Uh, I'm just going to keep on walking. Man, it's a funny thing, life. Who would have thought that at the age of 26 I'd be walking in Central Park, talking to myself with only the faintest of reasons for an excuse? which is that one day this will be put on Spotify to a grand total of not that many views. But anyway, my beloved, I just want you to know, uh, it's very important to me that you <sighs> hang out, talk, and all that stuff. You know. <sighs> God damn. This is a long walk. I'm, I need to get used to doing these more often. This was, I don't know how far this was, and feet, but I know I am pretty pooped, I gotta say. There's a statue of some kind of creepy looking guy on a horseback. He's got both his arms up, like he's signaling for a touchdown. That's weird as shit. Oh, his sword's crossed too. Okay, so it makes a little bit more sense now. God, I didn't realize I was in the esoteric section of Central Park. What is this bullshit? Cleopatra's Needle? A 10,000 year old piece of rock? And now this shit. Well, I gotta see what it is. He's a king, looks like, by the crown. Oh, he's got a weird shaped head, I'll tell you that much. Uh, what is this? Vladislaw Isil, king of... King of where? King of Poland. What the fuck is a Polish king doing in Central Park? Get out of here, dog! This is not your turf! Bro, I'm American, fuck off! I'm sorry, King of Poland. I'm sorry to all my Polish constituents. <sighs> I really hope that... I really hope that that's not a terrible thing I just did. Oh, man. But no, that's weird. I mean, I could go and look for more context, but I don't think I need it. There's just some Polish king. Probably paid for by the Vanderbilts. Or whatever. God damn, I gotta say. This is crazy. Man, I'm handsome, aren't I?
just rocking around. Alright, which way to the castle? I'm like a knight errant on a quest. That better not be your castle, King of Poland. Ladislaw. Wladyslaw? It says W-L-A-D-Y. W Ladyslaw? Dickhead? Alright, we gotta run <laughs> out of steam. <sighs> this shit is tiring. Alright, Belvedere Castle. I saw it in the distance, so. Okay. Is that it? I think I gotta go around. Alright, it's fine. We'll make it. Uh, thankfully, I'm not running into anybody. It's pretty empty on the on the uh, old paths of. Oh God damn! Why did I say I had to make it to that tower or to the castle? Sorry. I should just quit now while I'm ahead. I had some good rifts. Now I'm waiting until I can make it to a fucking castle and read out another inscription that hopefully doesn't curse me for life. Ah, uh, whatever. All I know is I'm a good fellow. Shout out to Target, Target brand. Uh, we're looking for sponsors, and uh, yeah, yeah, we'll be persuaded. <sighs> okay, so I'm just hanging out here. Got my umbrella, so options. This guy's doing his thing. I'm doing mine. We're all just kind of hanging out here. But God, I really do want to get to that motherfucking castle. Oh. At least get within striking distance of it. I will consider this podcast a failure. Because good lord. <sighs> but, uh, no, actually, I think this has gone good. I've been talking to myself for a full hour 15. And uh, I gotta say, my voice sort of hurts. I'm not used to... I am not used to using my voice this much. So, if nothing else, this is good for getting me to practice the one thing that I supposedly want to do for a living, which is talking to an audience so in a very scientific way i think this podcast is ultimately good like all i'm doing it's just me recording talking to myself no need for a partner no need for anything else and that's good i think it's good to be independent keep things independent all right i think this is the castle i see it they're flying the american flag and also a flag for some pow's so yeah, this is either a castle or, I don't know, a gift shop. I don't know what this shit is. Uh, ice Rescue Ladder Station. Boy, I hope I never need that. <laughs> Boy, I hope this doesn't come back as foreshadowing one day. That's gonna suck a dick. Oh, wow, Jesus, it's a big old fucking castle. Actually, it's not that big. It's kind of just a turret and some little... Yeah, it, looks like, it looks like a rook. Like, it looks like one of the... Old school chess pieces uh, of a rook. If I can get in, I'll get through. No, it doesn't look like it. Oh, there's a fucking stadium across the way as well. Holy shit. Yeah, there's a little... Oh, this must be where they're doing that fucking ice park. Oh, God, there's a door, but it needs a key card. Oh, I'd give a thousand dollars to be able to come in here and fill. Oh, oh that would be satisfying. Man. Alright, I'll walk around. Maybe there's... And I gotta say, the key card kind of ruins the ambience. I won't, I won't lie when I tell you that. I wish we could just go back to regular keys. Key cards are very unsexy. It's just not... 
cool. I mean, it's not even. It's not cool. It's just a big, heavy key. You could kill somebody with a key. You can't kill somebody with a key card unless you're like Jason Bourne. So. Alright. Oh, nice. This is a little patio, pavilion area. This is actually pretty sick. This is a good place to end the podcast. Uh, let me see. And yep, there it is. Belvedere Castle. I wonder if I've been here before. Built 1872, restored 2019. Restoration of the Belvedere was made possible through the generous support of the Thompson family. Found it. Boy, that sucks. I mean, I'm an artist, so I empathize. But, like, can you imagine your last name is fucking Thompson? And you gotta be like, yeah, that's us, our family. It's like, you and a billion others, buddy. Nobody knows that was you. But that would be quite the come up. Just lie. Just tell people, like, yeah, man, my family, we're responsible for construction at Belvedere. He's like, oh, yeah, well, then, can you get in? It's like, you don't understand how things work. <laughs> okay, I'm at Belvedere Castle. Uh, I've got my umbrella. There's an open courtyard. I suppose I could do some singing in the rain type shit, but uh, I think, frankly, if it's all right with you guys, I'm going to bid you adieu. This has been... About 90 minutes of me talking, so uh, I think that's enough for one evening, at least. But uh, to anyone who made it all the way through this whole thing uh, and listened the whole way, uh, thank you so much. I am so surprised. But also, to keep in mind, um, one day you might not be the only person listening. And that's as close as I'll get to saying something uh, braggadocious, because I don't want to jinx myself. But uh, six months from now, I will be a writer on TV, so this is probably going to get deleted as an episode. Okay, bye. Uh, have a good night, everybody. Take care.